wrestling fans of all ages, shapes, sizes, genders, and everything in between. It is time to go to war and be the cure for the Common Wrestling Podcast. Welcome to the revolution. Buzz, buzz, guys. My name is Kate Murphy. What's going on, everybody? This is Will Tarashek, the founder of the Kings of the Rings podcast. What's going on, guys? It is I, the one and only Quiet Riot himself, Zach, your host of the Young Lions Perspective. What's up, guys? This is the Monday Night Delight. Greetings, one and all. This is your Prime Minister speaking, your favorite Canadian Mr. Fret. Hey, what's up, you guys? This is Nate the and Great from the Game Changer Podcast. If you're looking for a network that keeps wrestling real, then you've come to the right place because you're listening to you are listening. To you are listening to you are listening. Then you are listening. Get ready for a war because you're listening to what is going on, everybody. This is King Ricky Rose, your general manager, and you are listening to Wrestle Addict Radio. Now enjoy the show. Are you ready? What's going on, guys? Zach from the Wrestling Relations Podcast here. Welcome to episode 211 of the YLP Podcast. So glad to have you guys here with me on this Friday evening. I hope you're enjoying your day, your night, your afternoon, and your evening. Wherever you may be, wherever you are in the world. Thank you guys so much for checking out this episode of the podcast. And as always, I greatly and truly appreciate it. Fucking nailed that intro. Hell yeah. That's how you kick off a Friday night, ladies and gentlemen. Feel that energy. You feel the vibe. What you're hearing behind, what you're hearing behind my voice right now is a little instrumental uh, mixtape I just picked up. I wanted to get some new sounds in for the podcast. So, you know, if you're feeling the vibe, let me know. Voice message, all that good stuff. Of course, you are listening to this podcast. I'm not just anchor.fm slash special addict radio. You can also check out this podcast on anchor.fm slash young lines perspective, of course, and also over on ambiguouspodcastsolutions.com you can listen to that from all three of course we got many more i'll tell you guys that at the end of the show y'all y'all this past wednesday night of ew dynamite before i even start with that first and foremost welcome to another installment of light the Fuse, where I talk about AEW Dynamite, what happened this past Wednesday. To everyone who's new here, first and foremost, thank you. Um, enjoy your stay. Uh, we do have juice and cookies, as well as a nice little fruit platter, and we do have coffee, but it's just decaf. No, okay. If you bring your own, you're just perfectly fine. You can make your own shit. I don't give a fuck, but it's only they only had enough. We only had enough in the budget for decaf. Struggle bars of life. Um. Yeah. Anywho, AEW Dynamite last this past Wednesday. I was about to say last Wednesday. Jesus Christ, same one. They say it will be another last week this week. I'll tell you that much right now. 
AEW Dynamite, though, really came out from what happened at Double or Nothing last Saturday and really started the campaign to Fighter Fest right away. I didn't think we were going to have a Fighter Fest going on. I wasn't even thinking about it. It wasn't even on my radar. All I was focused on was all out. But it appears that we're going to be getting Fighter Fest probably sometime in June. You know, there'd be level shit. I just thought they were going to off of Fighter Fest and fight for the fall on a one-time deal. Now it looks as if at least Fighter Fest is going to be on the docket for pay-per-view schedule 2020. If Fight for the Fallen's on there, I'm fine with that. That's cool too. Um, I would say do it July 4th weekend just for the fuck of it, because you can. Um, probably won't, but it bees what it bees. Um, but now we are on the road to All Out. One. But more importantly, we're on the road to Fighter Fest. And they kicked off the road to Fighter Fest in grand fashion. I'm not even talking proper YLP fashion. I'm talking about post AEW double or nothing. We're about to fuck shit up and you know make the game different type of episode. My God, like seriously, they really—I I figured they were gonna come out with a bang, you know, to kick off the road to now Fighter Fest and or All Out. But we got so we got spoiled. It's bad Wednesday. I'm not even gonna front. You were you, we, we were we ate quite well. It was quite the uh, the spread for for us as uh, AEW fans. And if I had to get give you guys the most important thing, I would have to give you the most important things, meaning plural, meaning two. And. Of course, everybody's going to be talking about FTR to kick off the show. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to wait until a little bit. Let's talk about the end of AEW Dynamite this week. I want to talk about that first. Because A, I wasn't expecting the Tyson to come out uh, to, have a, to have a little uh, conversation with Jericho. Also, I wasn't expecting uh, Henry Cejudo. Uh, the former Bantamweight champion of the world, the UFC, recently retired, to um, show up. Wasn't expecting Vitor fucking Belfort to show up. I didn't even recognize Rashad Evans until they got a close-up on him. I just thought he had some goon with him. And then I saw his face, I know that face. Fucking Rashad Evans looking like J. Cole and shit. But I wasn't mad, though. I mean, damn. Mike fucking Tyson. (laughs) And Chris Jericho apparently are now super mad. But But the funny thing was about Jericho and Tyson. 
is that this whole thing started back, if I remember the date correctly, January 11th, 2010. Now, this is why we have Google. Now, if I'm right, that <laughs> pops right the fuck up. How glorious. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Mike Tyson. <laughs> Mike Tyson and Chris Jericho versus Degeneration X. Where Tyson knocked out Jericho. And he hasn't let it go. Surprised that was actually a fucking thing. I thought it was just bullshitting. Apparently, he was not bullshitting. No lies detected. Uh, Dodd says uh, he told the truth. Woo. And Jericho, to this day, at least since Wednesday, has been all types of mad about it. And he demanded an apology from the baddest man on the planet. I don't think it was going to go the way he thought it was going to go. But it went exactly the way I thought it was going to go. Now, I don't know if Tyson was drunk. Had a little bit of something. I don't know. His voice sounded a little bit different. Maybe he was having a little bit of the bubbly in the back. I don't know. <laughs> so I might have to put in a little bit for the little bit of the bubbly. I don't know yet. Not a champagne guy. Really, for the most part. Too bitter. Scott was nice. But we ain't talking wine over here. We talking pro wrestling. I don't know what the fuck they're going to do with this. And and for those of you who are new here, um, yeah, I'm, I curse a lot for just everything. <laughs> I like to talk shit. Um, don't like long walks in the beach. I hate sand um, on my toes. Not a big fan of that. Um, You know, I like a good pizza. Love pizza. I actually just had pizza earlier. See, that's what happens when you buy too much Domino's and you still think you're getting gains. Yeah, no. It's quarantine gains, it's just not the quarantine gains I want. I miss the gym. Murphy needs to open up the gym so I can go lift again. That's all I want. That's all I, I, I'm, I'm, all right, I'm just going to go on a bit of a tangent, forgive me. Um, yeah, I just, I don't know. I, I'm a very simple man with simple taste. I like a good cheeseburger, I like a good workout, I love a good pre-workout, and I enjoy a good beer every once in a while while watching football. Literally, the only time I usually drink throughout the years is if I'm chilling with my boys or if I'm watching football. Pretty much for the other, if you come out of the other seven months out of the year, yeah, I'm not drinking. This <laughs> is weird. But, yeah. Simple man, simple taste. And I like my wrestling to be top-notch. And... You can't get more top-notch than uh, Mike Tyson and Chris Jericho feud. I don't know what the fuck they're going to do with it. But yeah, um, Mike Tyson and Chris Jericho in a feud. The pull-apart brawl was absolutely hilarious. I, oh, man. I, I can't tell you how much I was laughing at the, the entire time. Because, like, oh, I just want to... Oh, let me see if I can find it. Because now I'm back... I can, for some reason, my laptop and uh, 
chair shot just did not go together. It just didn't work out. It just wasn't a thing. No, nah, it just for like two days. I'm just like no. Nah. I couldn't even do Tuesday's episode uh, with chair shot. I was I was quite mad. I was quite perturbed. Um, but yeah, it all stemmed from the inner circle pet rally. Yeah. Oh man, this was actually a fun fun main event segment. Vicky Guerrero, why? Why? Just no. Excuse me. No. Just no. Never again. No. No. Please, no. Please, sir. I don't want no more. Thank you. Very kindly. Whew. But then we get, of course, you know, the introductions for all the members of the inner circle with the Jacksonville Jack. Why is my okay? I'm... Yay! Yay! My freaking laptop's just dumb today. Great. All right, we good. God damn it. Keeping it all in, by the way. I keep everything in. I don't. Yeah, there we go. So, Jared grabs a mic, says, oh, "Of course, welcoming all of us to Inner Circle Pep Rally. It has been a rough time." We will band together like five sexy phoenixes. I think it will be phoenix. I don't know. Um, if there's a little term for phoenix, let me know. And rise from the ashes. We're nice guys, you know. This pep rally isn't just for us. It's for the, it's for you too. We have official stadium stampede merchandise. Of course, they give all the uh, stadium stampede champions uh, shirts. Pretty much playing off the Super Bowl type shit, which I thought was which was nice, nice touch. Of course, they have all the shirts for free. Guy, a guy throws them back. Um, Sammy, call me down, Jericho and Ortiz. Saying, you know, while we didn't win, we did do something. We participated. And they handed out goddamn participation trophies. <sighs> that just made me feel all kinds of great. Of course, Antenna brings in a New Yorkian gift basket. Cheese for Ortiz, Vapor Rub for Sammy, Discount Timberlands for Hager, and then we get a picture of Mark Anthony for Jericho. Apparently, that's his hero. Jericho brings out presents. Sammy's still hurt. Taking one of the worst moves ever, of course, that 100-yard uh, just Northern Lights suplex all up, the, up and down the field. That was rough. Um, Sarah, uh, Sammy gets a scooter. After what happened to him at uh, Stadium Stampede, OTRs got his barrel rung. He got special headphones, stopped ringing in his ears. Grandpa Hager, uh, Hager comes out saying, my, uh, my grandpa taught me that the best gift is a handwritten poem. And then he reads his original poem that he entitled, Happiness. <laughs> like, what? So basically it goes as as follows. Oh, Inner Circle, you are the faction of my dreams. The perfect mix of sex and violence, the best of both extremes. You build me up when I'm feeling down like only close friends can. And if anyone ever cross you, I will choke you, choke them with my bare hands. Santana, Ortiz, Sammy, and Le Champion. They truly are the best, look. I can't wait to run, over, run the Elite over with my Tesla. I love the way we steal the show every Wednesday night. The elite are the biggest bitches on AEW Dynamite. Those pumpkin-headed dipshits may have won the stampede, but the inner circle never loses. 
because I have a particular set of skills. I will find them. I will find them all like an unstoppable rebel force. I know where they live, and I've seen where they sleep, and I swear all of you fans will cry. Whoa, 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 whoa. First and foremost, um, fuck, what's the movie with Liam Neeson? I'm terrible. Taken. Okay. That was Taken. And we've, we got a Tommy Boy reference in the same promo. If you follow me on Twitter, you know exactly what I'm talking about. If you have to be reminded, I know where they live and I'm seeing where they sleep. And your mothers will cry when they see when I'm done with you. Your mothers will cry when they see what I've done to you. Ah, oh, that was great. That was a great ending to Tommy Boy, by the way. That was funny as shit. Moving on, though, Sammy asking what Jericho wants. You have all these gifts, but what do you truly want? Mike Tyson's head on a platter. I haven't forgot what you did to me on January 11th, 2010, on a Monday night. He talks about Tyson turning on him during his match with DX, now we know. And ever since that day, I've been dreaming of getting his hands on his Tyson's fat head. I want his head on a platter. Well... I couldn't get you Tyson's head, but I have something just as good. Of course, he brings over a cheese platter and a bit of the bubbly. And there's no, and the bottle's empty, and there's no cheese. Out comes Mike Tyson with the posse, eating the cheese, drinking the bubbly. Of course, Jericho uh, wanting everyone to keep their cool once they all get into the ring. You have your thugs, so I will say this once. Shut your mouth for one. I've been dreaming of this moment for over 10 years. You turned on me after lying to my face. You knocked me out. <laughs> Tyson comes out saying, you're a sucker who deserved it. Shut up. I don't, you, I'm only giving you one chance and one chance only to apologize. He then tells Tyson's guys to shut up and repeats his demand. Tyson tears his shirt off, well, tries to do his best Hogan impression. Flexing at Jericho and Jericho still demanding apology and apology. Tyson then shoves Jericho, he shoves him back, and we start a brawl. Everybody and their grandmama came out to save him. And, um, yeah, this was a really, really fantastic ending. <clears throat> Excuse me. So what I thought was a a majestic, you know, post pay per view show. Okay, I wouldn't go as far as to say it's majestic. That was actually a bit overreach. This was a damn good show. Let's just get that out of the way right now. But now, <clears throat> excuse me. Let us get into what you really came here for, and what you honestly didn't believe in your mom heart of hearts is the most important thing that came out of AEW Dynamite. Which I wouldn't be mad at you for because it's a damn good moment. And it goes a little something like this. FTR is all fucking elite. That was quite loud. I'm sorry for your headphone users. But yeah. Dax Harwood. Cash Wheeler. Are AEW. They are all elite. Now. I appreciate WWE for getting the, for not having to do a no comp- 90 day no compete clause for them. I appreciate that. We appreciate you. Why? Now I have to call them Hardwood and Wheeler. Damn it. Um, 
Harwood and Wheeler are one of the best teams in the world. Now, to some of you, you probably, you, for you for you detractors out there who probably think, you know, um, Street Profits are just as good as FTR. A, nah, B, you fucking wish. And C, FTR at one point was one of the best teams in WWE, period. And that was even when they were in NX fucking two. Putting on bangers with DIY and shit. Then they moved up. WWE played around with it. Gave them a penny title. And literally just fucked them over the entire time. So much to the point that on their way out, they were going to be known as a comedy tag team. Now, like we knew they would, they went to AEW. And I couldn't think of a better night to bring them into AEW than this past Wednesday night. For real. Let's be real with this shit. Not only did we get FTR in AEW, but now we have a little bit of a triumvirate situation. During the match that uh, the Bucks and Matt Hardy had with Private Party and Joey Janela, and I'll talk about the Mark Quinn situation in a moment. During the matchup, the Butcher and the Blade got in a little, little heap of scrapper, little, little square up moment with the Bucks. And then they had a, a square up moment with the Bucks. Bees with it bees. And then FTR come out. You know, go after the Bucks real quick. Couple him with a couple pieces to the face, reaching them know, hey, I don't. Then going after Butcher, the Butcher and the Blade. So I'm thinking before we get the Bucks versus FTR, I'm sure the Butcher and the Blade are going to have a conversation with both. Sometime, somewhere. Probably Fighter Fest. I know damn well Bucks versus FTR at All Out is the only thing you have. Because if you do it any time before that, I, I swear that's blasphemous. That would be absolutely blasphemous. Appalling. Disgusting. Vile. Cruel. Nonsensical. That's actually even a word. Um ludicrous, atrocious, and outright monstrosity if you do not have Bucks vs. FTR anywhere else but all out in August. You know it, I know it, so now we're good with that. What I do like, though, is that the Butcher and Blade are back one. Allie's trying to, you know, distract QT Marshall and think, oh, yeah, you're gonna, you gonna get this, but in reality, you'll never get this, you'll never get this, ah, la, 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 la. Brother Below shit. I like what they're doing with them right now. Because now it's renewed everything. Now we're heading towards Fighter Fest. More than likely Five for the Fallen. And now the road to All Out. And FTR and AEW. Let me get one thing straight, right? Brad and Powerful. Bucks. Butcher and the Blade. Natural Nightmares. Private Party. 
Let's sex gods. Hey, man. Uh, Mr. Kenny. Best friends. Dark Order. SCU. No, I'm missing a couple. Lucha Death Triangle. Super Bad Squad Hybrid 2. And now you add in FTR. We already had them as the best tag team division in all of professional wrestling, hands down. It was already crowned once they started the whole shit. Once we realized who we were going to get in the tag team division. Oh, by the way, my bad Jurassic Express. Um, I mean, my God. Now you add an FTR and it just makes it 10 million times better. The rich gets richer in the tag team division over in AEW. And on top of that, they already pretty much handle business with the tag team division. It's pretty simple. You know, when you look at it from a nice landscape, it's a very nice picture. It's very, you know, panoramic view, that type shit. Yeah. It's that good. It's fucking that good. WWE on their best day couldn't even touch their tag team division. They know it. I'd say the only only tag team division that rivals anything AEW does would be New Japan's. I don't watch enough MLW to know. WWE can even shine their boots. With, their, with the tag team division they got. Why? It's abysmal. And non-existent. AEW puts that shit right in front of your face and they're going to make you laugh that shit. As a person who loves tag team wrestling, I'm all for it. In an instant, you knew exactly what you were going to get with the tag team division in AEW. Now, you have all these teams plus now FTR shit. Please, it is it is it is just beautiful that Harwood and Wheeler are now in the one place I think they'll be most valued because they definitely weren't valued in WWE. We know that for a fucking fact. We saw it right in front of our face. Next year, they're fucking gods, gods. And you mean to fucking tell me within that period of time you would fuck over one of the best tag teams you know you have in your company? And now they're, now they're at your rival. They're going to make monsters out of FTR. Fucking monsters. Like I said, the tag team division in and of itself already was already damn good. Now you're adding a, a duo like Harwood and Wheeler. Think of all the matchups you're going to have. You're going to have Bucks. That's just a given. Them versus Lucha Bros. I would love to see that. That would be some fire-ass shit. Um... I think they would work well with Jurassic Express because they can get some comedy out of, you know, trying to get fuck over Luchasaurus and then Marco Stunt and all that shit, which is pretty common with all with all those guys. Um, whatever. I would really want to see them with Sabian and Havoc for some reason. Private Party would actually be a fun matchup too. This is going to be a wild ride. 
for the next, like, at least remainder of this year. It's, it, it, it's, it's a bittersweet moment for Harwood and Wheeler. Not because of the fact that, you know, they got fucked over in WWE. They had to go over to AEW to realize that they were the shit. We knew it. If you were a Revival fan like myself, you knew it. You absolutely knew it. WWE didn't realize it. Once they got to main roster, it was pretty much ballgame. Yeah, they got the yeah they got the couple reigns and all that, but they weren't as valued as I know they're going to be valued in AEW. So now we have, you know, they get to deal with Butcher and the Blade probably. You know, maybe a little you know run in with the Bucks, probably like an eight man tag or something, something like. Once you get to all-out season, once you get to all-out season, the only focus should be Bucks FTR. No title. Don't worry about it. And we're going to see some fun-ass shit on Dynamite. Dynamite, Fighter Fest, Fight for the Fallen. We're, we're probably going to see FTR against Butcher and Blade at Fight, for, at Fight or Fest. I'm, I'm, I'm smiling just thinking about it. Of what they're going to be doing with FTR and AEW. And I'm happy to see Harwood and Wheeler be able to going to a company like AEW, and they're going to show their ass. They're going to show their ass, and it's going to be glorious to watch. Some of you, that sounds weird to me. It's just... I'm, I'm, very, I'm quite morbid with the humor, so don't mind me. But seriously. This is going to be a wild ride to get us to all out. Again, Double Under Things Over. We focus on all out and everything that comes in between. Fighter Fest, Fight for the Fallen. Good shit. Hopefully it's free. Um, free is good. On top of, I mean, it's just, oh my God. And that was just, that was just two of the biggest, that was the most important things. And when we come back, we're going to also talk about, of course, Moxley versus Cage now at Fighter Fest. Britt Baker's crazy-ass conspiracy theory promo. All right. What else we want to talk about here? I want to make sure we're on point. We can talk about Christy James and Sheeta if we want to, if we got time. Uh, Omega Hangman. Oh, yeah, the Cody promo. We'll definitely be talking about that for sure. Absolutely. Not even a problem. We will, we'll talk about a little bit of tag team stuff. Oh, yeah, we were definitely going to talk about MJF Wardlow for a little bit. And, of course, the number one contenders battle royal. 
just want to make sure everything's good. All right, yeah, we'll talk about we'll talk pretty much the rest of the show for the most part. Um, of course, with a little bit more emphasis on certain points in between. So, of course, what I want you to do: make sure you get a snack, get your drinky poo, um, take the dog out if you need to, relieve yourself in the facilities if you must, and then come on back. And we're going to talk about what else happened on this past Wednesday's episode of AEW Dynamite for episode 211 of the YLP Podcast. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. And we are back with episode 211. The YLP Podcast, talking about AEW Dynamite from this past Wednesday. And let us get into Cody Rhodes, the new AEW TNT Champion. Comes out with Tony Skivone for an interview. Of course, they pan over to QT Marshall, who's being quite distracted uh, by a... uh, Alley in a red dress. I am just a man. I am merely just a man. But goddamn. Uh, so, of course, Shivani introduces the new champion, saying it was a big moment for both AEW and Cody. But Cody has a question for Tony. Do you know why Tom Brady is my favorite quarterback? It's not because I'm from New England. I'm not well-liked in Boston, certainly not welcome in Connecticut. It's a bit simpler than that. Brady was not the first picked in the draft, but his legacy endured. In the parallels, I see that when Tony Khan thinks of AEW, a merit-based wrestling company, naturally he's going to want to recruit the best wrestlers in the world. I wasn't actually the first call, or the second, or even the third. And he throws up the number four, saying he was the fourth man called for AEW. But it doesn't bother me. There's a tinge of that. It is absolved by the fact that I am the very first champion of America's greatest network. But that's the thing. If you think my story is one of nepotism, favoritism, or things like that, think again. My story is of a 21-year-old who got called up, barely knowing how to hit the ropes, which Brandy knows. I took my bumps, paid my dues, and grew up in front of the world. I didn't get the dominant genes. Dustin has the dusty. I'm not the symbol of this tale. But respectfully... I have something better. Back home, I have this mean old mom. This little Cuban lady, Michelle. A broken ankle, but standing up on it. Mom taught me about grit and determination. You could have all the talent in the world and shove it up your ass if you don't work hard. I will outrun you, outdog you, outlast you, and outwork you. If you're someone who is critical of me, bell to bell, then judge me by what I do next. I'm going to cut a schedule like no one before. It is official. Right here, and I will be a fighting champion. It is an open challenge. Now, a little aside to those watching at home. We are still in this pandemic era. Wrestling is without one of its greatest true assets. The fans. But you give us two hours of your time. You bought the pay-per-view en masse, blowing away projections. It is my obligation to give you the best back. Follow me, because this is where the fun begins. And that starts next week. Now, one thing they didn't have in here that Cody did say is that he will be defending this championship every single week. Every single week. 
from now until his reign ends, he will be defending that championship week in, week out, month in, month out, for however long he is champion, until said championship goes to someone else. That's quite the schedule. Bringing back that television championship feel to it. Man. That is that is something I haven't seen in quite a while. And I used to be a fan of the television championship. I always like to see, you know, the championship fighting every week. I was a little kid watching WCW as a wee little cub. And just watching, you know, champions. I believe Andy Guerrero was one. Chris Jericho was one at one point. Fit Finley, I think, was a champion. Booker T had the belt for a little bit. You know, seeing that belt being defended week after week. Quite a schedule. Quite a workhorse schedule. And I, for one, am quite happy with the result. Now, we all know that the belt is not fully complete because of production having to be stopped during coronavirus be damned. Let's look at that one thing straight right now. Just floss my teeth. It was kind of weird. A lot of saliva being built up. I don't like it. But I will say, though, I will say that the TNT Championship on Cody makes sense. Although I wanted Lance to win because, you know, my heel happiness tendencies tend to come out. But I thought Lance Archer beating Cody would have been A, hilarious, B, and sensational way to make Archer a big fucking deal. But I understand why they had Cody become the first AEW TNT champion. And it goes, like I say, it goes all the way back, talking about the good, the bad, and the other, that was AEW or nothing. Goes all the way back to November when he challenged Chris Jericho for the AEW World Championship and vowed that if he did not beat Jericho that night, he would never go for the AEW World Championship ever again. And we thought that was the end of the story. But when they created the TNT Championship, I didn't, like I said, I didn't realize that it was going to be this kind of storyline, a very low-key underlying storyline that most of us didn't catch. I didn't catch it. If you did, you're a freaking genius. All that shit hit me on um, on Saturday. But it's good to see Cody have a belt. I like the belt. I think the THG Championship makes sense. It's like a, mid, a, a proper mid-card championship. And we found out Jungle Boy is going to be the first one to challenge AEW TNT champion Cody Rhodes. Un mano y mano by way of winning the Number one contenders, Battle Royal. Now, I want to talk about the final four because all the rest of it is kind of like whatever. But it came down to MJF, Wardlow, Orange Cassidy, what? 
Are you just gonna walk away like that, Marley? Okay. Okay. Well, I guess before I continue on, and this one over here gets angry as shit, this portion of the episode, of course, your obligatory Marlon Roman show, is brought to you by my Doge Marley. Over there, drinking water. Staring at me as she itches her butt on the carpet. I wanted to remind you that make sure you get your eight hours of sleep. Make sure you get proper, adequate exercise. Drink a full gallon of water each day. Each day. A full gallon? Okay. Yeah, a full gallon of water each day. And, of course, treat yourself to a few treats every now and then, like I did with Domino's Pizza this evening. I find it quite sad that I can house a medium handmade uh, pan pizza in a span of three hours. It, it, it's a it's a feat and depressing at the same time. I think I need to, I think I need to go to rehab for that. Whenever Corona ends, it's it's a problem, and I need to take care of it. Ring shape. Anywho, again, it went down to MJF, Wardlow, Orange Cassidy, and Jungle Boy. Now, before we get into what happened with the final four of the Battle Royal. I want to talk about the MJF little promo oh boy cut with Wardlow. It's significant. Why is it significant, Zach, you asked? I'm glad you asked. Let's get into the promo that he cut. You know my name. You damn sure know what I'm capable of. In that ring, I am perfection. And on the microphone, mwah, c'est magnifique. I am the breakout star of AEW, and I didn't have to come from another place to get that handle. Top it all off, I've been undefeated for, um, carry the one, oh yeah, over a year. So it's a bit perplexing to me that I have yet to have a title shot anywhere in AEW. Maybe someone in the office doesn't like me. So when that same certain someone was holding a battle royal for his brand new TNT championship, I figured, why not make sure that certain someone gets good competition? And Wardlow? will be the insurance policy. If we find, end up in the final two, War Dog knows what, to, knows what to do. War Dog then goes, but, but nothing! They glare each other down. MJF plays it off as like a joke, joking, joking, you know, joking, joking, sorry, joking, all that, you know. And then they go out to the ring. Now, if you know, you know. I know, you know, you know what's going to happen eventually, and it'll be fun to watch. I like it. I like how they did that. It was very nice, of course. I was surprised that, you know, Wardlow and MGF would have, you know, a little bit of un beef, un boof, so soon. Have only been a duo for a little while. They've only been a duo for a little bit. I guess. Uh, hopefully they long. Hopefully they slow flame this one. I hope they slow burn this the fuck out of this. I really do, and I can't wait to see it. We'll see how it plays out. Maybe maybe we'll all play it out all out. I don't know. But now we're starting to see kind of the armor cracking a little bit between 
Wardlow and MJF. And that's going to be interesting to keep an eye on going down the line. But of course, with the Battle Royal, uh, MJF dodges Cassidy. Jungle Boy tosses him and eliminates MJF. Cassidy and uh, Jungle Boy dump Wardlow out the ring. Um, chanting, you know, the na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na. Hey, hey, hey. Goodbye. Of course, Cassidy and Jungle Boy were the last two. And they had a little, they had a couple minutes of good action. Really loved it. And then, of course, Cassidy Flowers, Hurricane Rana, eliminating Orange Cassidy. And he is now your number one contender to the AEW TNT Championship. Should be a fun match to watch. Should be a good time. Can't wait. I really can't wait to see this matchup. Jungle Boy is going to put on a solid match with Cody. And he should give him a very good first test on his road to immortality with the open challenge every week matchup. It'll be interesting. Let me see here. Uh, We'll talk about Bray Baker in a minute. I do want to get to Brian Cage and Taz. If I may. Just want to address the crowd. Taz and Brian Cage is the kind of duo that I can't appreciate. Of course, you have Lance Archer with Jake Snake, Cody with Arn Anderson, Kip Sabian with Penelope Ford. You know, Brandy with Cody Everest, you know, whatever, it's a big deal. But Taz and Brian Cage is going to be that duo that was really going to make a name for themselves quite nicely in AEW. I don't give a fuck about what he did to Lee Johnson because he murdered his ass. Didn't take long. It's about what Taz said to Moxley. Moxley was, of course, at the commentary table providing nice commentary for this particular matchup. He takes to the mic after Cage's victory. Great to see you, man. I respect you and how you grind and grind and grind to the success. You're the top guy. The AEW World Champion. But at Fighter Fest, you'll be dealing with something different. You'll be dealing with that, according to Brian Cage. That's a machine. You need to bring that fight you're known for. To bring that grit you're known for. And to bring the heart you're known for. Because the big man is going to stick your his hand in your chest and tear that heart. Out. Understand something, Mox. That's Brian Cage, the machine. Beat him if you can. Survive if he lets you. Boy, that hit me in the feels. 
in my in my heart so well. Because if there's one thing I love about ECW, it's fucking Taz. And if there's one thing I love about Taz, it's that fucking slogan. And to be able to do that for Brian Cage, that means something. It should. If you're a Brian Cage fan, it should mean something. If you're a Taz fan, it definitely means something. This duo is going to be a fucking problem. And he and Mox are going to get it on. They're going to fight at Fighter Fest for the AEW world title. Given the fact that, of course, Cage won the casino ladder match. Get a future title shot. Apparently, future title shot is next month. Fighter Fest. So that's pretty fucking sweet. They said future. They just didn't mean. It just meant a month from now. Future enough, I guess. They're going to build up Cage a little bit, have them have a little interaction with Moxley. This should be an interesting feud for Mox. We'll see how it goes. I think it should be a fun little little feud for uh, Moxley and Cage to work with, especially with Taz. That's going to be a fun little thing right there. All three of them are, are sure to have a, a solid month or so to get everything popping. It's just nice to see... Taz bust out that line and do it for now his guy. That's a nice rub. That's a fucking rub. I like it. I can't wait to see more of it. It's going to be nice. It's going to be nice to see Cage and Taz work together and see how they gel. If this works the way I think it's going to, they are going to be a problem for the remainder of 2020. It's going to be interesting. Gonna be quite interesting. We're gonna remain in 2020 for those two. Let's talk about Britt Baker for a moment. Oh, honey. So we have Britt Baker come out in a wheelchair, the role model wheelchair, of course, dad joke. R-O-L-L. It caught me at the end and I laughed at it. So I'm like, God damn it. All right. So Britt, of course, injured her right knee with that double DVD on her knee. All rhymed. Norse. Of course, she, was, she wasn't able to compete at double or nothing to go up against um, Chris Statlander. So they had Penelope Ford come in. Statlander beats Ford. And now we have to wait for Statlander. Baker. Oh man, this this was we this was weird and funny at the same time. Let's I'm gonna put it that way. So of course Britt makes us you know Tony, you know saying it's time for the rules of being a role model. Britt tells him to reel the paper. Tony being a little punk bitch. You know, saying the rules of being a role model. Then we see, you know, then we hear some random sounds, sound like law and order. Says, thank you, Tony. Rule number three is all about me. Don't hurt the role model. To be frank, the egregious tandem assault wasn't an accident. It was, in fact, a conspiracy against me and goes far beyond just a match. Exhibit A. 
a 3v1 calculated attack from Hikaru Shida, Chris Statlander, and Nyla Rose from the last week's tag team match. This was probably in the works for months, and or maybe even since day one of AEW. I want to be clear that I am a close, close personal friend with the top TNT executives. Without me, there is no AEW women's, uh, women's division. I can't talk to Stephanie, my bad. She makes uh, Rebel flip the paper. Then comes with Chris Statlander. Being an alien is a crock of shit. She's a conspirator. Then she makes Rebel flip the paper again. Hikaru Shida, the new AEW Women's World Champion. She broke my nose, is a fraudulent champion, and a cheater because she carries that weapon around. Conspirator! Nyla Rose, the former champion. I've seen Nyla come off the rope hundreds of times with precision and grace. She couldn't guide herself away from my leg? I think not. Conspirator! Then she tells Rebel to get the board. Then she brings out the conspiracy board. Of course, at the center of it all is Aubrey Edwards. This is the web of evils, all centered on the brains of the operation, Madame Aubrey. Coincidence, she, does, she so just so happens to be around every single time I'm injured. Concussion, Aubrey. Broken leg, Aubrey. Broken nose, Aubrey was in the building. The roster has been put on notice. Notice. They try to take me out, but the joke's on them. I will be back in time for all out. So now... is going the conspiracy route. Hmm. Huh. Hmm. Interesting. Now, this is not so much me just like, oh, I hate it. No, I'm trying to process it. It's more so than anything. Still, even watching it, I'm just like, they're going with a conspiracy angle? Uh, I, mm, it's just me processing it. I'm just trying to, it's not like I hate it. I'm just like trying to take it all in. And now Britt Baker believes because of Aubrey Edwards and that is the reason why she has been injured all of these times. And there's a whole conspiracy about someone trying, someone, someone or some people trying to take them, take her out in AEW. I can honestly run with it simply because of the fact Brick made it actually believable. Trying to wrap my head around it. Trying to wrap everything around it. Because at first glance, no, mind me, I'm just adjusting my seat on the couch. At first glance, I'm thinking, um, are we sure about this? <laughs> and then it went to, okay, just coming back it all out. That's cool. 
and everything in between is going to be hilarious because it's conspiracy theory and she's just gone super left. Um, all kinds of extra. <coughs> I don't know. Trying to wrap my head around it. I'm... Mm, Not sure what to. I don't know. It's just weird, like. And forgive me for the silence. I just just trying to get it all. In. Like she's now a conspiracy theorist, thinking that everyone in the women's division is out to get her. We have to see where it goes. <laughs> That's where I'm at with it. It's like okay, let's see where this goes. Let's take it week by week and see what else may happen now that she's a role model I don't know how to describe it don't know how to describe it but what I will say then is that you hold off on you now turn it into Statlander I can't even remember her name Baker at All Out. We wait on it. We chill on it. We put it on ice. Like a bottle of Dom Perignon. And we wait on it. Honestly? Nah. Let's do a bottle of Bombay gin. You buy it. You got it. You bought two. Because everything goes better in pairs. And you put them in the freezer for a while. Get them cold. Get them nice. All done. <laughs> and getting all nice and cold. One night, probably about a couple weeks down the line. Cold gin. A little bit of lemonade. Mwah. Beautiful. So we'll put that on ice for now. See where we go with this Britt Baker thing. And we'll see what happens. Other than that, Nicole Rashida, good matchup against Chrissy James. Um, what else was on here? I know I'm missing something. No, I'm missing something. Oh, and uh, Kip Sabian and Jimmy Havoc versus uh, Omega and Page for the AEW World Tag Team Championship next week. Um, yeah, sign me up for that. I'm cool with that. I'm definitely happy to see, you know, Sabian and Havoc get their shot um, next week. That should be a good match. I'm hoping really good, especially for Sabian and Havoc. But, yeah, I'm all for that. I can't wait to see what that goes down and what that looks like next week. Bakar Sheeta getting a victory over Christy Janes. Good to see Christy Janes on AEW. Will they sign her? Maybe. That'd be nice. Nice little touch for the women's division. Christy Janes is actually... A decent wrestler. I like her. Good luck. She can go in the ring. I think I saw her uh, wrestle circus a couple times when they had were running shows on Twitch. So I catch that every now and then. Even caught Scorpio Sky. That was pretty cool. But um, 
yeah, I like I like what she brings to the table. Had a had a, a much longer match with Hikaru than I thought she was going to, which means they you know they maybe do see something in Jane's and plus Jane's can go. So maybe, just maybe, if they put her on a couple of AEW dark, dark episodes, they see what they like. You know, I would say it's a good chance to sign. Why not? Sheeta, of course, um, champion. It's nice to see the belt on her. Not gonna front. It's nice to see the belt on Karushita. I was thinking Nyla Rose was gonna attack her for some reason, either before or after the match. Didn't happen, which I'm happy with. And now we also know next week that um, Nyla Rose and Big Swole are gonna go one on one. Of course, they were talking. This is like all the way back in February uh, when they had a little bit of little bit of run in. So this is also this is be. I'm actually gonna enjoy the fuck out of this match. I really am. I'm not gonna you know, mince words with that. But, yeah, I'm going to enjoy the fuck out of that match. And it should be fun to watch. Next week looks pretty good. You know, you're getting the TNT Championship with uh, Cody and Jungle Boy. Tag Team Championship on the line with Omega and Paige taking on the Super Bad Squad of uh, Sabian and Havoc. Nyla Rose versus Big Swole. I think Jericho's on next week. You know, so it, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun episode next week for AEW Dynamite. I enjoyed this week. Crazy episode. Craziest episode I've probably seen in quite some time. One of their best episodes they've pretty much done, period. I'd say in the top three. This was a great way to kick off the road to not only Fighter Fest, but the road towards all in. And that's what we that's what I really am happy about. Is that they hit the ground running and started off the Road of Fire Fighter Fest hot, white hot. They got they got a lot they built on as they start towards Fighter Fest, and they're starting to plant seeds. I think for all out already, and that in and of itself, I'd say it's quite a wonderful fucking thing and that ladies and gentlemen is going to conclude episode 211 of the ylp podcast of course talking about aew dynamite on another and finishing another installment of light the fuse of course y'all we're gonna finish up right here take a little break and when we come back we're gonna close out the show in proper ylp fashion and get you ready and prepared for episode 212 of the ylp podcast we'll be right back Well, guys, that's going to be it for episode two of the Live Your Podcast. As always, I want to thank you guys so much for taking time out of your day. You're right here to end your evening, wherever you may be, wherever you are. Thank you guys so much for checking out this episode of the Podcast. As always, I greatly appreciate it. Again, if you've been saying that podcast, you can either or those of you who will be checking out this episode on ambiguouspodcastsolutions.com. Thank you so much for this episode of the podcast. Of course, Patreon. Let's talk about Patreon for a moment. Of course, 17 cents a day. That is literally a dime, a nickel, two pennies, or a dime and seven pennies, or three, three nickels. 
two pennies. However you want to think of it, that's 17 cents that you may have in your pocket, your car, center console, your couch. Could possibly lead to $5 a month. And you can have exclusive access to, of course, shows you don't normally get to listen to on regular Wrestle Addict Radio programming. Exclusive group chat that you get to be a part of talking to moi. All the members of the Kings of the Rings podcast, the Game Teacher podcast, and of course, Matt Chappelle, the host of the Delight Show with Matt Chappelle. And of course, all the great patrons that we have all in there. And also, you get an exclusive discount for merch that you can buy at our Teespring stores, including mine, over on teespring.com slash the-ylp-collection, as well as our, well, my new Pride Month t-shirt that you can buy over at teespring.com, along with all the collections and all that stuff. Yeah, Pride Month, uh, all month of June, actually, it just started a couple days ago, uh, we have special shirts that uh, we made for all our members of the... Um, Russell Act Radio family. Of course, mine is up as well. You can get that right now for a nice, wonderful price. Um, again, if you are part of the Patreon family, um, like I said, you get an exclusive 15% discount on everything you get at the any of the Teespring stores. Of course, get from mine, get you some coffee mugs. Um, yeah, so that's always a good thing. That's always a fantastic thing. With that, I get a benefit for 17 cents a day. Man, it's fantastic. Again, patreon.com slash WrestleAddictRadio. Consider joining the Patreon family today and getting more exclusive access to what you may not normally see on WrestleAddictRadio programming. Of course, shows like The Love and War, um, The Secret Files, hosted by yours truly, and of course, Fretz and Spade 5, hosted by Mr. Fretz himself. Patreon.com slash WrestleAddictRadio. Getting into Teespring for a second, of course, we still have all of our stores up. Of course, again, teespring.com slash D dash ylp dash collection you can check out all my stuff over there of course i have clothing for men women and the young cubs out there as well as accessories like coffee mugs tapestries bat beach towels i was about to say bat towels you can use it for a bath towel possibly you know get, get it all cleaned up with the ylp signal and all the good stuff on there um organic tote bags and socks socks top tier stuff of course y'all know t-shirts Tank tops, uh, flowy tank tops for the ladies, regular tank tops for the fellas, hoodies, crew necks, the Carlson Banks of the thing, you know, of course, and for the ladies, of course, y'all know, workout season is back in season for most of y'all in the country that have opened up, y'all know, y'all want to look clean and support the YLP podcast, so of course, I had to make sure that the leggings were on point, the logo right on the right uh, thigh, and of course, the Wrestle Addict Radio above the bootay. So especially you know who you're supporting and looking fine at the same time. It's just a beautiful thing. It is always a beautiful thing. Again, you can go over there and check it right now. If you're a patron, of course, you do get 15% off anything you get at the YLP Collection. And I do appreciate y'all showing your stuff. And if you do happen to get some YLP merch, I want to make sure you tag me in there at my on my Twitter or on my Instagram, whatever one feels good to you. And I'll give you both of those towards the end of the segment. And make sure you add the hashtag, we are war. Very nice stuff. Teespring.com slash the YLP collection. And also make sure to check out the new YLP pride t-shirt. Again, all of this going to the Trevor Project. 
100% of all of, uh, the proceeds that you, if you do get the uh, YLP Pride t-shirt or any of the other Pride shirts that we have for the uh, rest of this month and the entire month of June. Um, again, 100% of the proceeds do go to the Trevor Projects, which helps out in uh, Crescent's uh, intervention for the LGBTQ, LGBTQIA movement. All that good stuff. So yeah, you're also helping for a cause as well as getting some banging t-shirts and representing the YLP brand. At the same time, it actually came out pretty damn clean, if I say so's myself. So, nothing wrong with that at all. Again, teespring.com slash the-YLP collection. And of course, check out uh, all the other uh, collections from our WrestleEdit Radio page. And make sure you check out the YLP Pride shirt available throughout the month of June on teespring.com. Let me see what else we got going on. Hmm, anything good? Of course, that, that. Oh, yeah, of course. If you have any thoughts or opinions, or you just want to talk a lot of shit, or if you just want to make a simple comment, maybe a little detail, something I should check out, uh, matches, anything that comes to your mind in terms of the YLP realm of WrestleMania Radio, absolutely bring them over. Sound off. Make your voice heard. Leave me a voice message over on. Anchor.fm slash Radio or Anchor.fm slash Young Lions Perspective. Also, you can go on ambiguouspodcast.com on my page for this particular episode and leave me a comment over there. Let me know what you're thinking about the show. If you're going to be on either Anchor page, make sure you leave Y. Well, if you're on simply, if, just strictly just for Wrestling Guide Radio, if you're going to be leaving me a message over there, put YLP in your title with what else you're going to want to talk about. And if I like it enough, I'll have no problem featuring it on a future episode the YLP Podcast. Of course, if you enjoyed this episode, do not hesitate to tell a friend to tell a friend about the YLP Podcast. Share this episode across all of your social media. The Instagrams, the Facebooks, the Twitters. Just make sure you stay away from the crazy hashtags because right now we're on some crazy shit. And I'm going to leave it at that towards until the end. But, of course, you know, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Gab, you know, text message, Send it in the DMs. Let a friend know. Hey, I'm, I know you like, you know, professional wrestling. And this one guy, you know, Zach from the YLP Podcast, sounds like something to be right up your alley. Want you to check it out. Let me know what you think. And, of course, it's all appreciated. You know, all that, all that's pretty good. Make sure you share this episode, though. This is, a, this is a good, fun episode. And we have fun here. Because when you have, you know, the YLP universe and War Nation coming together, not only is the YLP Podcast, the Kings of the Rings Podcast, the Game Changer Podcast, and the Delight Show with Man Chappelle, the Cure for the Common Wrestling Podcast, but we are without a doubt, without a doubt, we are the alternative for the Professional Wrestling Podcast, and that we are here to stay. Now, I know most of y'all do not have the Anchor app, and that's perfectly fine with me. I understand. Everybody has their favorite podcasting platform they like to use to listen to their podcast. That's perfectly fine. I have plenty of my own. And I like to listen to me. That was such, that was such a little narcissistic moment. Eh, bees with the bees. Anywho. But if you do want to if you also check out, of course, the YLP podcast, Kings of Rings podcast, the Game Changer podcast, and of course, the Delight Show with Man Chappelle, you can find us, of course, across several different platforms because we ain't only we do not have just anchor we ain't just anchor we have several different platforms you can check out our stuff including of course 
all Anchor, Ambiguous Podcast Solutions, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcast, Podcast Addict, Player FM, okay? Podbean and shout out to all my peoples over on Podbean. I know it may be just two of y'all, but we do appreciate y'all nonetheless. CastBox FM, Overcast, Radio Public, Stitcher Radio, and of course, that good old Spotify fam! Search for the YLP Podcast, the Kings of the Rings Podcast, the Game Changer Podcast, and of course, the Delight Show with Man Chappelle across all these different platforms. You should have no problem finding them whatsoever. Of course, if you want to check out everything that I'm doing throughout my socials, and of course, what time to listen to this, uh, SmackDown will have ended because I was not in any mood to watch SmackDown tonight for some reason. It'd be like that sometimes. Um, you can find me over on Twitter at Suede Senator War. That's S U E D E S E N A T O R, capital W, capital A, capital R. I do live tweeting for AEW Dynamite every Wednesday. Usually I would do uh, SmackDown. SmackDown Live every Friday night, but tonight was not the night for me. I just felt like, you know, I just wanted to record, get a couple hours in, and just relax in between and just chill and all that good stuff. Also do live tweeting for every WWE Live pay-per-view, which I will be doing for Backlash on June 14th. Every AEW Live pay-per-view, and I will be doing a live tweeting session during Fighter Fest, of course, without question. Every NXT and NXT UK takeover special and i will be doing live tweeting for nxt takeover in your house on june the 7th and of course once we get back into the swing of things with new japan pro wrestling i do live tweeting for new japan as well when it's not 3 30 well when it is 3 30 in the morning i can't go back to sleep because i just came came back from the bathroom and now i just have to watch new japan in order to, in order to make sure i go to bed it'd be like that sometimes it really do it really really do <laughs> if you want to follow me though over on my Instagram which is the mothership of everything that is the YLP universe you can follow me over there at young underscore lions underscore perspective you know memes updates on when I'm doing shows in case you missed it memes 60 second thought videos memes you know what I'm saying <laughs> yeah just a good time over there on instagram and of course now i'm incorporating my facebook pitch and things as as and as, as most of you know and i probably haven't told the story yet but i probably will tell it one day of why i despise facebook for the most part but i do have a facebook page over there if you want to follow me over there at young lines perspective podcast search that in the search bar like the page tell a friend about it Get the like, get the likes up, show love, and all that good stuff. You know, I believe we're actually over a hundred likes on it, which I'm quite surprised about. But a happy birthday to me! Um, yeah, follow me on all those platforms to stay up to date with everything that's going on with the YLP podcast. Looking over at the judges to make sure I am good for the weekend, and I've been giving the thumbs up. So, episode two eleven, of course, will be taking place this coming Monday. We'll be discuss the news of the weekend. It is a non-pay-per-view Monday. So we get to discuss all the news that's fit for me to talk about. And I'm sure we'll have plenty of things to speak on with that. Plenty. I'm sure we'll have plenty of news coming out, of course, tonight from SmackDown, AEW, FTR, all that shit. I'm sure something will be talked about 
this coming Monday, and we'll have plenty of time to talk about it, to begin your work week in prime YFP fashion. So this is the point of the show where usually I would just cut it off and just call it a night. At this very moment, as of recording, it is 9.43. I've actually started recording three hours ago. It'd be like that sometimes, and that's kind of how I work that. And so my apologies for getting this out later than usual. Um, I just kind of wanted to have a night where I was just like, all right, I'm going to smash pizza, chill out until maybe 6 o'clock when I started this recording, and just make sure everything was good. Make sure I took a break in between, relax, you know, watch a funny video or two, and then finish up, usually. But I don't want to talk, I'm not talking about that. That's not my, because usually on Fridays, this is the point of the show where I usually give you guys a message. Of course, if you are in a state that is open, make sure you, are, of course, enjoy your weekend responsibly. Don't do anything stupid. Make sure you wrap up, fellas, because y'all know. Y'all know. You, you, I ain't got to say nothing, but y'all know. Roll them. Look at my eyes. Roll them. Y'all know what I'm talking about. But, of course, make sure you are responsible. Okay? Take the Uber or Lyft home. You know, you don't, you don't want that uh, DWI run you about 10 10 k on a case just because you know you thought i'm i'm not that much i can still drive 10 and 2 3 and 2 and then whoop, whoop, comes through and then your beat dwi bye bye take that uber or lift home make sure you strap up fellas keep it tight and uh make sure you're safe out there you know don't go crazy if you don't have to but hey again if you're in a state that's open enjoy yourself for those living in states that are still closed well at this point, especially because I'm living in a state that's still technically closed, beginning to reopen, whatever you fuck you want to call it, I just want to hit the gym. That's kind of all I want to do, honestly. It's the one thing. I mean, I do workouts at home, but it's not the same as me taking taking some 40s and doing some curls, you know, getting on the machine, getting on that TKO machine and just doing bench presses and shit. Spire. I just miss that more than anything. Hopefully... Hopefully the powers that be realize that, you know, kind of need to get things, get the ball rolling. It's summertime. You know, we need to get out and about. Otherwise, we're going to get antsy and shit's going to get real. Everything else that's going on in the world. You know, I mean, it's crazy to see what's going on. And I'm not going to get into the whole shit. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Y'all may know. Y'all probably know what I'm talking about if you've got up in the news. Um, It's a crazy world we live in right now. And it's just interesting to see how everything has come about in the past, like, close to three months of all of this going on with this pandemic. And now we are where we are. And as a person who has a very morbid sense of humor, weird thoughts, a little bit crazy but kind of have an understanding of what's going on. I don't know. I mean, I can only say for those of us who are trying to, you know, maintain sanity in in the midst of this world, um, handle your business. Take care of what you need to take care of. Protect yourself and others around you. Protect your family. And just be safe. I'm not even talking about mask wearing shit. I'm done with my, I'm, I, I only do it this, at this point because, it's, you know, my job, you know, CDC mandates it, whatever. Pay me if you must. Regardless, I don't care. 
but now it's getting to a point where shit has gone crazy over some things. And I'm just, you know, I'm going to take this weekend to probably just, you know, deload and just, you know, try to keep my mind off things as much as possible. Probably watch golf, a lot of golf, maybe some video games. I don't know, but just, you know. Try to shy away as much as I can from social media, maybe a little bit, and just watch funny shit on YouTube instead of new stuff. I, I, of course, I watch alternative stuff, but other than that, I'm rambling on. Be safe regardless. If you're anywhere in the areas where there are, you know, some things going on, make sure you are safe and make sure you are nowhere near the action because we don't know how crazy it's going to get. And I just want to make sure y'all are safe. You know. I'm doing my thing. Keep doing yours. Other than that, y'all, that's going to be it for episode 211 of the Wild Podcast. Enjoy your weekend. Be safe out there, whatever you do. And then when all is good, when you're done enjoying your weekend, I'll see you guys right back here Monday night for episode 212 of the YLP Podcast. See you!